are back, baby. <laughs> Somehow, some way. Um. Wow. What? You know what? All stars. That's all I can say. <laughs> all stars. And I tell you, this has not... been a week. Yes. Let me not jump too far ahead. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the yo, Brothers yo, yo. Alliance. Brothers Alliance. Um, oh, yeah. Vaughn. Still? Still. I am still Vaughn. All right. Luckily, I'm still Jamel. <laughs> and we are back. Um, All-Star Season, Big Brother, Season 22, episode, or not episode, episode two for us, week two for the house, or I guess week one for the house. This numbering system. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are, there's a lot to cover. So um, do you want to just dive in? What? Listen, uh, (laughs) let's just do it. So I have a lot, of, on. a lot oh. of feelings. I have, um, I, I, some stuff got flipped on its head uh, for me mm-hmm. li- literally this whole week. And um, I feel like I, I feel like I have a personal idea of who I want to be, who I'm considering the villain of this season. Um, the but, villain? Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll get into it at some point. We will get into it. We when the when the moment comes, we will get into it. But this why right. I just want to tease that out a little bit. So Cody's HOH. Yes. Shout out to Temple U. Get used to it. I say that every time. <laughs> a mess. So I know it's early, but who do you think Cody should target at this point? So who would you want him to target? That is so loaded because again, like the what's so fascinating this year is like you can't go with your standard like Big Brother practices, which everybody already knows. Okay, week one, you got to pick two people that basically wasn't talking to you, um, and that's going to be your targets, and or like you you got to make up a reason to put people up. Mm-hmm. So for Cody, I thought he would have targeted maybe another guy. Um, okay. just to avoid that whole concept of like, oh, I don't, I didn't know who to put up. We're just to like blanket, like, all right, let me put up a threat. Cause we, it's not like we coming in blind. We know who the threats are. Let me put right. up a threat. The only thing I couldn't figure out because, uh, we don't, we don't have a whole lot of like troublesome people this year. Like, you know what I mean? Like controversial people. So who a threat to Cody would be, I was considering like, oh, I don't know, maybe a strong guy. But, like, again, it's, there's very little to go off of. True. So if, if I had to guess, I would have thought maybe a David or a, or a, um, or a Memphis. But that's just literally just based on the very little time we had to, like, sit with him being an, an HOH and then considering mm-hmm. who we might put up. Yeah. Who did you have? I... I thought he was just going to go, like, straight for the winners. Because he didn't win. <laughs> Which is, I mean, what, that's who me. could blame him? It, that's the thing. It's like, you've already won. <laughs> you got your million. Like, let's keep pushing. But, you know, he does have history with Nicole F. 
since they have played together. I don't know like where they stand now, but it looks like they're doing just fine. But that's just me. But speaking of Nicole F, we do get to see her in the beginning of this episode talking to uh, Devon. Oh, yes. <laughs> and basically she just wants to let Devon know that she like credits her for pretty much changing her life because Devon was the final vote for Nicole F to win that million dollars. So she's like, you know, if there's anything that I can do for you, Devon, to push you forward into the game, I want to do that. And we know Devon being Devon, she's like, yeah, okay, I appreciate that. But you know, diary room, mm. okay, girl, whatever you say. So what did you think about Which my is, I, I honestly, I was conflicted about it because I'm like, I felt like Nicole was really coming from a sincere place. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe she sincerely wants to, if it doesn't hinder her game now, that's the big thing. If it doesn't hinder that her game. Asterisk, yes. <laughs> I believe that Nicole would do what she could to support Devon. Mm-hmm. I also feel like for her to bring it up in the way that she did felt a little backwards because Devon, what Devon's vote did was was decide it split based on the timing who who you know what I mean who got the money, but at the same right. time, if Julia had pulled the keys out from first gone to last gone, then Devon would have been the deciding vote, quote unquote. You mean right. like the, the the vote was locked in? It wasn't like. It wasn't like, um, you know, we've mentioned the challenge before. It wasn't like the challenge where everybody gets to hear how the votes are falling and then kind of go with the flow or go with the group or decide. Devon's key was the, Devon was the first one to pick Nicole, actually. True. But I think it was just all about the moment because when you think of the moment right before Julie's like, congratulations, Nicole, you are the winner, you hear this is the last vote. It was cast by Devon, you know? So I think that's just the association of that is where it's really coming yeah. from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it felt, it, that's a tactic and some, some math play that I would have done um, if I were on Devon, like coming from Devon's angle of it all, to be mm-hmm. like, this is why you need to support me. I, was, I got you the money. I was a deciding vote. Even though, again, I kind of fall more so on like, no, it was more of like the vote was what it was. But right. that being said, um, then when Devon came in and flipped it, I was like, dang, like I, this, this is tricky because I feel like, I feel like she's being sincere. But also if you're, if you're like skeptical, skeptical of it, I, I have to believe you because Devon's intuition is second to none. Right. And it seems like she does have a reason to be skeptical because we do see Nicole F. and Cody talking in the HOH room, you know, thinking about a final two situation. It seems like they're making each other their number ones. Okay. We're going to get into it not because we're, we're kind of working through the week. Also, just a... a Quick reminder for those listeners out there, if you're unfamiliar with the format, because so far, if you've just started this season, the format's been different both times. Um, typically, we're going to c- cover the week of Big Brother, um, which uh, starting from after the HOH has been crowned from Thursday into 
um, going into the Sunday where we talk about any special comps, um, into Wednesday where we talk about veto, into Thursday where we talk about eviction and whoever the new HOH is. That's our format. So we're kind of walk, we're working through the Big Brother week right now. Content mm-hmm. we're talking about right here is still Sunday. Um, we're going to get into <laughs> alliances about it in a little bit. Just don't you worry. We're going to get into the alliances because there are many alliances that get thrown out. <laughs> They was alliances had to be going on sale the way they was the, just allyship which is getting thrown out. Oh, period. Period. But yeah, what do you what do you make of this this final two situation? Um, I I I get the link of it. I don't buy it. I can't I can't get behind it. I also don't like Nicole. You don't? No. I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Um, I don't like uh, Nicole F. <laughs> Let me just to be specific. Nicole F. I've never seen it for. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I still don't understand why she won. Um, but and that's not to say. Like, I okay. We'll just leave it alone. Okay. Leave it there. We're gonna yep. leave it there. That's that's season eighteen. Because this could be a whole episode by itself. My my yep. feelings on Nicole. <laughs> Yeah, leave it alone. But um, we do get to see, yeah, Cody and Nicole F, they're talking about potential targets for the week. And the names that do come up are Janelle, Kaser, and Keisha. Now, Janelle and Kaser, I I like to understand, I bet you were. Janelle and Kaser, I do understand. I'm not sure exactly where Keisha came from. I'm pretty sure it's because, I guess, Cody just didn't have, like, any sort of conversation with her, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's the conversation, also the affiliation, because Janelle and Keisha, especially on that Sunday episode, it seemed like if that if that little bit was to be like expanded upon, um, I would I would believe that Janelle and Keisha had been seen quite a bit together, and I think Cody hmm. was first and foremost um, intimidated by Jan- by Janelle and people that she was affiliated with. I think he kind of threw in that bandwagon. That being said, I believe him him looking at Kaser sideways is, it, even though it hurt me, because I was like, I love Kaser, I love Janelle, he's absolutely right to be leery of Kaser and to be like, you need absolutely. to go. Absolutely. He was, I was, again, I was hot, but I got it. Um, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the fallout from all of this is it's just unfortunate that Keisha has to be associated with, because it's like, okay, at this point, Keisha has done nothing to anybody but be kind and friendly. Right. Mm-hmm. The worst thing about Keisha is that she's been talking to Janelle. And not even necessarily all game. We just see that they're talking together. Yeah, because they're living in the same bedroom. <laughs> That's really what it is. But, you know, that if she had picked a, you know, a bed on the other side of the house or whatever, then, you know, would, would it be different? That's true. But, you know, speaking of rooms, uh, there was a couple of rooms that opened this episode. Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> uh, so the first room was the have not room, which was pretty much a sewer. Yeah. What the hell is this mess? I listen. Go ahead. The, I still feel like when they had the the freaking airport terminal. Plinson. That yeah that that was the worst have not room. In my I mean, opinion. At least that one looked like it didn't smell. 
You think they put in smells in? Oh, they probably put in smells in. Yes. You're right. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's tough. You think it would have a sewer smell like Febreze, really? Mm-mm. <laughs> a smell a little odor blocker. Yeah. Just put no. some vapor rub, some Vicks under your lip, on your lip. Don't trigger yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that that was a, a choice of a room. So good luck to them have nots this year, because. Mm. But uh, we also had the reveal of the yes. safety suite. The safety suite. So you want to talk a little bit about it? What does that do? So we have safety suite, which will allow. And I thought it was, um, I thought it was kind of like the hacker uh, competition from a couple years back, where it was like everybody competes and then somebody will secretly get the power. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, it works very differently this year. So the, the 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 safety suite is something. It's a competition still that um, people can opt into, and of everybody who opts into it, uh, the winner will have safety for the week, so they cannot be nominated that person can also have a plus one, which means they can pick somebody else in the house who is also safe. Um, and, but the, the caveat to that is that that plus one will have a punishment of some sort. Mm-hmm. But then this, the other thing, can't forget this, they can only enter the safety suite one time in these next three weeks. So if you're gonna enter, you better win that because that's all, that's it. Was it you can only enter once or you can only win once? You can only enter once. Oh, my goodness. I thought it was only, you can only win one. Mm-mm. Because once, oh. once, once you use that VIP pass, that's it. You can't use it again. That just changed my entire emotion for this whole week. And now I'm, I don't know what to do. Okay, work. Um, so they open the suite. <laughs> and they give uh, all the house guests one hour to decide if they want to play. So, you know, you're trying to figure out, because really at this point, no one's really talking about like who could possibly be going up. So you're trying to think, would I be an actual target? Are other people considering it? Would I actually win against these other people? Should I just try and save it for the different week? David, especially, he's like going crazy because he doesn't want to go home. He does not want to go home first again. Which, honestly, like, I've seen the group dynamic that Hivemind um, kind of set up before. And I, I commend Cody for not going this route, but he could have easily been like, sorry, David, you've never played. So just, like, that's at least blood on my hands because you're not really – you're not a player. Like, you, you've not really played the game, so we're just going to vote on you. He like, could've. that could have been his, his reasoning. And bless him for not – Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. But um, Kayser and Janelle are considering uh, playing at this point, but they're trying because, to get a on. Oh, go ahead. Yes, because they're trying to figure out what Cody's trying to do. And Cody's keeping it, he's keeping it close to the vest, but in the shadiest way. Like, he, he was like too aloof when he was talking to them, where they were like, yeah. so what's up this week? Where, where's your head at? What you thinking? And he's like, Oh yeah, I did, uh, uh, and they were like, "I'm sorry." I'm sorry. What? He was like, "What now?" He did what? <laughs> he was like, "I, I, 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 I don't, I don't know." 
scratching his head and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but he 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 has no cover. He he's just like can't lie to them to save his life. And I thought it was so strange how he how he handled Kaser specifically. Like Kaser is Kaser's too smart for this game. Like he so when we look at like how how Cody is talking to him and Kaser like trying to figure it out, I feel like within the conversation, Kaser was like, Oh, okay, cool. You're targeting me. Got it. Let me get mm-hmm. out of here. And but there's still that question mark because it's like, okay, is he just like I've seen this kid's game, you know, maybe if Kaser's been watching, but I've not played this game with him. So like what I see on TV versus what I'm seeing in front of me could be two different things. Right. So it is, is this something I should be worried about? And that's, and mind you, this is during the safety suite. So they're like, okay, having a conversation. And now the safety suite's open. Am I safe? Should I go in? Cause mm-hmm. I just tried to have a conversation with the HOH and he's been like mums the word this whole time. And same thing. No and I think Janelle, no sort of security whatsoever. Whatsoever. And Janelle, same thing. She kind of goes in, she's talking, and she's doing Janelle, even though she's never won, she might be one of the greatest to ever do it. She is one of the greatest to ever do it. Might she be. might be the greatest to ever do it. Like we were talking about all stars. We'll we'll debate that maybe maybe in a couple weeks. Maybe at some in, point. We're, yeah, maybe we'll review. We'll, Yes. Um, but I'll go on record saying that um, she's for sure a contender for greatest player ever. Um, Absolutely. Even having never won. But the she kind of is doing her like like working Cody a little bit, I'd say, where she's like talking to him. It's like, oh, so what are you thinking? And she's just being, you know, the very light, like, like, what's going on? And she's she's, she's good at that. She's real she's good at that. So good. <laughs> Cause she's like using, she's using just enough of like her looks and her beauty and her, you know what I mean? Like her, like how a person would tend to interact with her or interact with, you know, a beautiful woman. She's using just enough of that, but it's still all brain. It's still all like, you know what I mean? Like that, Mm -hmm. that technical angle. So she's trying to get a read on Cody, nothing. And she's now thinking, okay, I need to be going in as well because mm-hmm. I just tried to talk to him and say nothing. Mm-hmm. And now it's down to uh, one minute left till the sweet closes. One minute. And everybody looking at everybody like it's a Spider-Man meme and people just pointing at each other. <laughs> bury that. Bury that. Um, and then literally within what, like 30 seconds remaining? It was 15? 37 seconds left. And oh, Casey okay. said, you know what? Let me just go ahead and and got up from whatever room he was in, walked over, and literally goes up to the because the what you did is everybody gets a, a VIP pass, so you have to tap tap your pass to the door to like register that you want to compete that week. And he literally goes up seconds to spare, and mm-hmm. Janelle sees him and is like, "You do? Are oh. we doing it? Is it okay? Let's go." It's on. <laughs> and literally hop, pops up, and she had I want to say like six seconds left. But she tapped her her thing, which is honestly the best way to do it. I live. 
the way the way they signed up for that because like, like once you do it like people are still in shock in that moment that you're really doing this right now which mm-hmm. leaves them no time to try and do it as well yeah so then when they did that i'm like so y'all realize that y'all just guaranteed both of them safety just now nobody's <laughs> gonna try and go for this not one not one of y'all sitting in that lounge area outside the hoh room is gonna try to go for this too okay sure yeah <laughs> but it was this also that was a, a solidifying moment for me because something that happened towards the beginning of the episode we kind of got to see janelle and Kaser interact and it felt really off to me it felt like they were kind of more distant like because it had been what almost 15 years since they had last played together well not only played together but have seen each other right so so it's, it's like, like you're trying to navigate that but then also not trying to like appear as close as you are to everyone mm-hmm. else because even though people right. are associating you two together you still don't want to at the very beginning like give that vibe off so quickly so right. like should we like try to back off with each other should we just do it anyway like yeah they had a a period of trying to figure that out but now right. it's very on the open <laughs> which because i feel like i feel like on one level janelle at the very least wanted to consider all her options she wanted to be okay like i've got caser kind of in my back pocket like he and i it's kind of an unspoken thing between us but who am I going to actively pursue a, um, you know, a, an alliance with? Who am I actively going to work with? And mm-hmm. through all of that, it's like, okay, y'all backs got put up against the wall. And who was there? Each other. Y'all had each other the whole time. <laughs> so you had to do what you had to do. Um, so, yeah, we get into the safety suite competition. It's a literal suite. Like, penthouse vibes down and so sad to see it's such a big room so empty right so sad (laughs) (laughs) but um basically the competition is uh, a dj booth where they are giving some like trap old remix of twinkle twinkle little star and they have to scratch the, the disc in a specific order to recreate the exact sound of the music that it's making. Mm-hmm. I, I actually enjoyed this competition. What I did you? as well. I, I thought it was, it looked really hard actually. Because mm-hmm. like when you, you, cause you first heard the track and it was like, dun, 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 and then like the scratches and stuff and all that stuff. So you're hearing the song and I'm like, okay, so it's all these buttons. So how, how much can this be broken down? It must be like some different sounds that are throwing you off, like some sounds that aren't in the song at all. And that's what's going to, that's what's going to take up the time. But mm-hmm. it's actually that the bars, I was thinking there would at least be a full, like a four bar phrase, definitely not eight at least, but at least four. But they were giving people like two bars of music at a time and you had to recreate mm-hmm. 16 bars and so you got to go through the what was it uh three seven different like buttons to hit was it seven or nine um, you got to go through all these buttons 
and figure out the right order. So you go okay, we'll go here, you know, okay, far left, okay, and then middle. So yeah, that was. It looked very difficult. Yeah, but I do like that they like gave them an opportunity to hit each button first and see what each individual sound sounds like yes. before actually starting the competition. So I'll give them that. Other than that, that that should look hard. I'm glad I wasn't doing it. <laughs> but yeah, we get down to it, and um, and it's 55 seconds. Not bad. Mm-hmm. And Janelle clocks in with uh, more than twice that. <laughs> I'm gonna respect Just barely. her. I'm gonna respect her by not putting out the actual time on this podcast. <laughs> and you know what? I again, y'all know how I feel about Janelle, so I'm gonna appreciate that respect, and we're just gonna keep it pushing. Caser one, we'll keep going. Yeah, Caser one, and. Now he has the opportunity to make someone his plus one. So I wonder mm-hmm. who he's going to pick. Like, so many IG. <laughs> so many who options. could I pick? Who could it be? But, you know, he just, he settles on, you know, Janelle. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it, it felt like, for me, up until that point, it felt like it was a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of sorta. Like mm-hmm. Cody going into you know the the week going into his HOH was skeptical of Kaser, skeptical of Janelle because they're both strong players, and he's worried that maybe they're working together. And then there's this competition that only the two of them compete in, and they both sense that you're suspicious of them. So I feel like in a way, like as casual as their connection and them working together could have been, mm-hmm. I'm going to blame Cody, honestly, on solidifying the two of them working together as closely as they, they are at this point. I would agree with that because all he had to do was tell them, I'm not, I'm not thinking about putting you up. You're good this week. Don't worry. It could have been a lie, mm-hmm. but it would have been something to quote unquote reassure them. So then you can divide Instead and conquer. Of them literally nothing. Right. You know, honestly, if you if you go all the way back, Cody, your best bet would have been to divide and conquer, uh, and pick Janelle to go go home, but like either backdoor her or put her up straight up. But that's probably your best bet because you know Janelle has played the most seasons, has you know one of the best be- 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 has the better connections between the two of them. Like mm-hmm. it that that should have been his target now that I think about it. But because he flip-flopped around it, he gave them the opportunity to solidify, become, you know, a, a stronger unit together. Yeah. And 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 now you've now you gotta deal with them in the house because they're both here, at least this extra week. Yep, sucks to suck. Um but yeah, Janelle as the plus one. <laughs> She does have to endure a punishment, which apparently this is her first punishment ever. I don't know if it's first punishment costume ever or just first punishment, period. She said first punishment. Really? This is her fourth time playing this game. <laughs> no choice. But okay, to that's all I'm going to say. Uh, period. Um, <laughs> and for a punishment, it wasn't that bad of a punishment. Mm-mm. 
she decided to wear a giant all-star mascot costume. I mean, she is an all-star, so why not just brand it on your whole body? <laughs> and are, are, was it, were they called, they didn't call it the star tar, did they? Because, you know, everything had a, like a leotard, something, the, the unitar, the whatever tar. They didn't call it any of, no. They, okay. they stopped all the tards. I guess because it, it was it was really just like a a literal outfit on top of it wasn't like a unitard or anything. That's true. A leotard. Um, yeah, which like honestly, the the worst one I I can ever think of punishment wise was when um, they, uh, there's a couple of variations of it, but it's like you have to whenever you hear this certain sound, you have to run out in the yard and do <sighs> laps of you know do like you got to do thirty laps or you got to get up and do a thing. Anything Those that wakes you up at 3.30 in the morning, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. It's disrespectful. Surely. I mean, sometimes just, but disrespectful. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so now that both Kaser and Janelle are safe, Cody has to reconsider his targets. And we do get to see him talking with Nicole F. again. Because you know, quote unquote, Philo too. Um, he's considering Kevin and Keisha, which exactly I mean, reaches both of them. Reaches. I like. I don't. Mm, I'm like. I was trying to like make sense of it, and now that you talk to me about like Keisha, okay, that I do get. Kevin. Hmm. Uh, there's nothing there. That's why you can't. <laughs> and then Kevin, like, he's he's like breaking down. <laughs> I, don't I have laugh, a lot of feelings but, about Kevin this week. Yeah. Uh, but that that moment, I was. Well, okay, that first moment. Let's clarify that because there is plenty. Mm-hmm. But that first moment of him sort of, it was like him like realizing like where he is and him feeling like he really doesn't have like any sort of like real connection with any of these people. He thinks like he's like lesser than compared to some of these people. Right. And like, yeah, that could just be like a personality type. Like he's more like uh, introverted in a sense. But it seemed like it's like you're here also. Right. You, I mean, there's a difference between introverted. Officer. Yeah. Go ahead. It's a difference between introverted and insecure. And what I saw. That's a better word for it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind what, what I, I saw. I felt like, like more insecurity because for who we saw in, like, in his you know, intro package. And, like, I don't really remember Kevin from, what was he, season... 11. 11? I was going to say 10. Season 11, but Keisha was 10. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't really remember his gameplay then, but from what I could see of him now, it's like, okay, like, very, a lot of, like, the, you know, drag race, like, you know, um, like, vocabulary and stuff, and a very, like, a very vibrant, like, personality, a very, like, bubbly personality. And that whole thing flipped when he got nominated. And now he's just like, like, woe is me. And whoa, what am I whoa, gonna whoa, do? Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow, slow, slow your roll. We're not even there yet. 
We're almost there. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say his original season, uh, he, he was sneaky. He like, he made moves. Like he was not afraid to like stand up to, to people. Like he was definitely like a color commentator for that season for sure. Mm-hmm. He was he was going to win. He lit- it literally came down to him and Jordan, final HOH, the tiebreaker question. So like he like he has what it takes because we've seen it. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure what happened over the course of however many seasons it's been that all of a sudden he sort of feels like because listen he was in the house with um, Jeff, Jeff and Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shima, Jesse, Lydia, like he was, he was definitely able to hold his own that season with all those like interesting personalities. So right. I'm like, I'm not sure exactly what has changed with him or what makes the season different, but. Maybe it's the stakes. Cause I think, you know, this is, this is, a decade after, you know, his season. And, you know, he, he talks about wanting the money so that he could, he and his partner could uh, begin like adopting mm-hmm. and doing, doing that whole process. So maybe he's, you know, he's got this, this, you know, this adopted kid's like life on the line, so to speak, where he's just like, Oh, I really, I need this for them. Like, this isn't just for me to like get a, a you know a nice house and a fancy car. I need this money to, to you know introduce a new life into my to change my family true but there's that and then there's feeling like you don't belong here well you know there you have and, it okay and, and, <laughs> and week one <laughs> yeah but anyways um nominations and uh you guessed it because Bob just told you kevin is up uh <laughs> i won't apologize I know you won't. And uh, Keisha is nominated as well. And he's heartbroken when he sees his face on the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely crestfallen. Because he just had that moment with Cody. Mm-hmm. In the in the storage uh, room or whatever. But, but then, so I started to think about it because like looking at that moment when he first got nominated and then going into next episode when we start to see um, see more of the stuff play out and then even working up to Vito, it felt, I had a question where I had to go like, okay, is this strategy at this point? Like, cause it, it seemed like he was laying it on real thick. And not that it, it could be strategy and also true, Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, did he really lay on that emotional, like, distraught, I don't know what's happening, that whole act, um, even if it, some of it is real. I wonder if he layered, like, laid it on thick to get more sympathy. It's hard to tell. Because yeah. I, I felt, like, the same, the same energy I felt between when he was having conversations with certain people and when he was uh, just talking in the diary room. That's true. So I'm I'm inclined to believe that's just it's just how he feels, but also you can't put it past anyone really, because they're yeah. all here. I was gonna say especially not this season. Yeah, but uh, we do get to see Cody um, sort of 
uh, talk with Kevin a little bit more because it seems like he does want to sort of develop something on the side with Kevin. Um, he feels like Kevin could be a more loyal person uh, compared to Keisha. But, you know, Kevin's still trying to figure out if, like, Cody is someone he can, like, trust because, of course, you just nominated him. So, right. And now y'all talking about working together. Like, okay. Literally right after. So... <laughs> 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 this <laughs> nomination ceremony is adjourned. Hey, Kevin, do you want to work together? <laughs> and they talking about doing a what? A, a down romance, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I had to look away from my screen. I was like, get this mess off my <laughs> off my screen right now. Like, no, ma'am. But you know, if it works, sure. But we have, I, like it, I a, love it, right? But you have that moment, and then you have pretty much like the polar opposite when Keisha come in, comes in and tries oh. to talk to Cody. Yeah, that was like one of the driest conversations I have ever heard. <laughs> she because she kept going on about his cologne, like, oh my god, what's yeah. that smell? It smells so good. I'm like, girl, girl. What? What are we... But also, he wasn't like getting anything either. He was just like waiting for her to sort of like direct the conversation too. But it's like, dude, you're in charge. What do you want to know? Like, but then there's nothing. There's nothing to direct, and there's no energy to put out there. When at this point, it, it just seemed more and more clear that he really did put up Kevin as a pawn. Now that things like the dust is kind of settling from that. And he really does want Keisha gone just because it's like, okay, between the two of you, you will be probably the least amount of blood on my hands. Mm -hmm. And even though he doesn't like say it to her, obviously, but Keisha can tell at this point, it's like, she's Mm -hmm. for sure not safe. She has to win that veto. So she's like ready to go in. Which, I mean, yeah, you need to be. And you need to have, the other thing about veto is you need to have your allies lined up because you, you can't be going into Novito thinking, okay, I, I got to do this for me. I mean, yes, do it for you, but it helps. It's a lot better going into a veto knowing that it's you and maybe two other people also, you know, going for you to get this veto. But you really think week one? Well, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it happen often. I I don't know if I've seen it ever if it was ever going to happen an all-star season is when it was going to happen you were and if there were ever if there were ever a moment it would be honestly like let's say you know caser you know was up and like chanel is playing then like okay it's probably clear that she's going to save him because of the the pre-existing you know what you're right at that point yeah, that, but that's that's there. a specific setup. That's a really specific setup. Mm-hmm. But you know, speaking of Kaser, can I get into like one of my favorite moments from this week? Please. Even though it's like n- nothing game related, which is but, my favorite thing about Big Brother. But go ahead. Yeah, um, we see Kaser, Daybon, and uh, Nicole A just have a conversation like about life. Good, you should. Uh, <laughs> I know how you feel about Nicole. <laughs> I love Nicole, my my true winner of BB twenty one. But you know that's here we are. We'll leave it at last season. Um, 
but yeah, they're just like having a conversation of like how they feel about the world that they're in right now when it comes to like, you know, raising children in this world, the protests, like, this is a very, a very like humbling interaction, I feel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was the perfect room of people to have it in. Like, I, it, it sure would maybe be interesting to have that conversation, you know, with all 16 there. But I think to have, and even to have Kaser's perspective, because he also brought back when he started, that was on the, the tail end, on, on the heels of, you know, the, the war in the Middle East and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, war in Iraq specifically. He's from there. And what that was like and how him, you know, hopping on a show was, it wasn't just, okay, let me get on this reality show and try to win some money. It was also maybe if if one person can see me and see me, mm-hmm. that'll be enough. And so to have him have, you know, have this Middle Eastern man have this conversation with a Black woman um, and her to also offer her perspective and then, then both of them talking about wanting to be better and Nicole even jumping in there and her, Nicole's perspective around like e- just equality in general. Like we know that that's a big thing that she's for and mm-hmm. she's like super anti-bully. To have those three, th- you know, brains, those three minds in the same room and having a conversation about race and ethnicity and equality. You can't, that's, that's what makes Big Brother to me. Because it is those that I do these these different people coming together and finding commonality. Like, how, would you have ever like imagined that in life, Kaser, Davon, and Nicole A together in one room having a conversation like this? Not once ever. No. Easy no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we love it. Absolutely. Um, and then. There was, um, there was the, there was another conversation. I don't think it was like right after, but Ian talked about his journey as well. He did. Um, same episode. Yeah, he did get to talk about um, sort of how people were perceiving him while he was on the show and after the show. And he does reveal that uh, he is on the spectrum. He is mm-hmm. autistic, which I had no idea. I, I had some I mean, I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say no idea, but there there is no confirmation. Yeah. Because, like, you just seem like just this, like, nerdy guy who's a little bit awkward and not, not like, antisocial, but he's just, like, socially awkward. Yeah. But he never let it stop him from getting his coin mm-hmm. and making relationships with people and beating the only unanimous winner. um but yeah that that was him and there were a couple people in that room but nicole a was also in that room was she was she not i believe so because she talked about in the diary room after she talked about working with kids she Um, did did. so i mean the common thread is there it's fine but the that was another piece where it was like there's a visibility factor here um, where, and I, I just, I just love Ian so much for sharing that perspective of his mm-hmm. um, and to talk about like what, 
how having that representation can change someone else's life. For someone to see him maybe now and go, you see that guy over there? Like he, he's going through the same thing you're going through. He's, he's, you know, he has the same, you know, condition or, you know, mental or whatever it is as you, that person is like you and look at what they achieved. Right. So what can you achieve? I mean, and David, even, you know, day one, I think, or maybe it was um, second episode talked about, why he wanted to jump, hop on Big Brother. He wasn't like super into it, but he talked about never seeing a black man win. And he said, so, yeah, okay, you know what? Then let me... case, Wait, okay, the threads. Okay, all right, the threads. Mm. Love to see it. But yeah, like the, just the, the, the space that, for conversation that, you know, moments like this allows. Mm-hmm. Super, super encouraging. Encouraging and important. Yes. Especially in 2020. Cause <laughs> anyway. Uh, back back to the game. Back to the game. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, that was a quick tangent, but necessary. Very necessary. Um, Tyler. Your friend, Tyler. So, okay. All right. <laughs> Here, okay. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes we learn from our past transgressions and mistakes. Sure. And sometimes we don't learn a damn thing. Right. Enter Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Who literally talked about having, like, one of his biggest downfalls in his game was having final twos with every other person in the house. And which then we, pres- which caused him to lose because people were like, wait, wait, but I thought, I thought he was working with me. Like everybody had that, that feeling, that opinion. Um, and then we get to <laughs> this season and it's scene after scene after scene where, you know. T- after scene. After, after scene. scene. <laughs> after <laughs> scene. We're not exaggerating. Where- that's the problem. Yes. To his credit, what little credit he, that can be given, he he was being approached in all of these. Was he? Well, we didn't get to really see that. True. I mean, yeah, the little snippets we were seeing. Um, but I mean, just the list of people that he who who all was it? Oh, I, I got the list he, right he here. Talked to Nicole. Yes, he, please. He got he talked to Nicole F. Mm-hmm. He talked to Davon. He talked to Kaser. He talked to Christmas. He talked to David. He talked to Janelle. He talked to Memphis. He probably talked to everybody else too, but that's the only people that we saw. <laughs> that's all they had time to show us. Period. Um, do, you, do you think he would really be loyal to any of these people mentioned? Absolutely not. All right, perfect. Moving on. <laughs> um, I would. I would give... I would give maybe Nicole a little bit. Okay. I would give, um, that's all I can see. Everything else is a reach. A big reach. But um, <laughs> speaking of alliances, we it looks like we do get our first official quote-unquote alliance of the season. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I say official because we see a name attached to it. 
Because you can't have an alliance with no name. I guess. Whether or not that's factual or not, that's none of my business. But I, Cody, okay, go ahead. Cody mm-hmm. and Enzo? Who I believe is the villain of this season. Okay. All right. I'm stand by it. I'm up. We're going to get to the end. Um, we're going to get let all the pieces kind of lay where they are. And then I'm going to get into it. Based on his season 12 track record, I would agree with that so far. And I don't know if it's just because I love Brittany Haynes so much. <laughs> and we can never forget that moment when the brigade revealed themselves to her. And he was very, very Jersey about it. Very Jersey about it. Yes. And we'll just leave a part of that. Because <laughs> I, 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 I will always have love for New Jersey. I will always have Jersey love. Um, that being said, I believe Enzo is the villain of this season. <laughs> we can't wait to see that unfold. But yeah, it breaks uh, my heart because he, because he, he, I feel like he jumped on, which was smart to do. He jumped on the bandwagon to like join up with Cody, which I low key feel like he would have done whether Cody won HOH or not. But the fact yes. that he's Italian and from Jersey, Cody is Italian and from Jersey. Literally, that demographic they allowed to, you know, be, all right, then we're working together. That's what it is, um, which I get. But I also feel like it's a huge asset to, to uh, it's a huge plus, huge win for Enzo. Mm-hmm. And um, potentially, depending on how Enzo plays the rest of the season, could be a benefit to Cody. The only benefit to Cody is I feel like Enzo is going to be quicker to rub, rub people the wrong way. Absolutely. So Absolutely. The, he, Cody has a shield in that. Um, but only for a moment mm-hmm. because I, Cody's still the better player between the two of them. True. Better competitor, I'll say. And speaking of competitions, we are getting pretty close to uh, picking players for the veto competition. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Kevin part two we see him in the sequel no one wanted <laughs> not wrong um we see him in uh, the bathroom and there's also uh ian enzo david like coming like in and out of the situation and kevin is it's like he's like scraping the barrel to like find someone to like align with and play for him in this veto. Poor thing. And he's literally having like the same like starting talk point <laughs> as he's talking <laughs> to each one. Like, I don't I don't want to put you in a bad in a bad spot, but like and it was clear that there was not a whole lot of strategy aside from let me just see who I can get. He he was hitchhiking for for uh, 
competitors. Very that. Very that. Because it didn't seem to matter who walked by, just anybody. There was a, a strong sense of desperation. Yeah, because that's a that's a random three. Yeah, that's a random three to try and <laughs> get on your side. But the only commonality they had was their bladders were going off at the same time. Okay, Moving, literally all they had. Uh, in <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you, um, Vito. It's time to pick players. Yes. So uh, Cody draws out Tyler's name. Mm-hmm. Kevin uh, gets house guest choice, and he picks Enzo. Cause, I mean, of the of the bit of fishing he did, that was the closest he got to a bite. So I guess sure. And then uh, Keisha picks Ian. So we have our six players. Mm-hmm. And the the veto competition, it's <laughs> this one had me scratching my head quite a bit. So if your mechanical bull was a bandana, yeah, and you had to uh, ride back and forth on that banana for X amount of times to get X amount of seconds. They got like 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. And during that 90 seconds, you had to run over to like, or there's like plastic pieces of uh, fruit. Yeah, fruits and veggies. Fruits and veggies. So you had to like build the biggest quote unquote checkout cart. And biggest in terms of having the most amount, not necessarily the tallest. Just having them right. on, like, your, your card or whatever. Um, so you have to do that. If you notice that you're about to, like, run out of time, you have to run back to your banana, write it again for X amount of time until your 90 seconds fills back up. And at any point, you can choose to lock in your total amount of fruits and veggies stacked because after 30 minutes, that's it. Right. Um. <sighs> Kevin, part three. <laughs> so, uh, Cody didn't pay attention to the timer. He timed out. Yeah. Ian didn't pay attention to the timer. He timed out. Enzo, being sensible, <laughs> notices his competition. Notices the time that's left. He locks his his stack in with 18. A, a decent amount, right? Which is sizable. Very sizable. Kevin. Kevin, at one point, has 19. Which is a bigger number than 18. Greater. Greater than, <laughs> yes. In his head, he's thinking just go just a little bit more in case Keisha decides out of nowhere to like, you know, build her stack up even quicker. But time is running out. You got to lock in So something. I would have locked in my 19, but that's just me. But that's just you. Um, he tries to stack what looked like, what, one or two more? Yeah. 
Uh, either way, it didn't matter because he timed out. If this is going to be a thing with him, then I'm tapping out now. Uh, it, like, makes me so sad for him and sad of... I, anyway, he timed out. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, Keisha. Ke- Keisha. 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 Well, because I was saying Keisha and Tyler. Oh, Keisha. Keisha. Like, Medea. Uh, uh, don't do this. I'm done. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Keisha and Tyler both timed out after the 30 minutes. Could not be 18. So Enzo wins the power veto. Now I'm out back at it again. Because uh, keep in mind, I'm pretty sure Enzo only won like one competition his season. Maybe two. Yeah, he, he was like a social. He was more on that social tip. I mean, was he? Compared to the competitions, yes. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yep, Enzo wins. We're moving on. We do get to continue seeing um, some alliances. Starts to yes. form up a bit more. More alliances. Because that's what we need. Um, we do get to see uh, Ian and Nicole F. Here goes Nicole F again. <laughs> talking about... <sighs> Uh, working together as the only two winners in the house. This made sense to me. The most sense. Because they both feel that the only way a two-time winner is going to be crowned is if two winners are sitting next to each other. Makes the most sense. I'm here for it. He knows. He saw it firsthand. (laughs) Right. So they they make something official. They call it uh, the Million Club. Fair name, because mm-hmm. five hundred, five hundred makes a meal. So, yep. do what they gotta do. Even though Nicole doesn't acknowledge that Cody is still her type priority, allegedly. Um, I we're gonna see her gone quick. We might see Ian gone quick too. Don't put that in the universe. It needs you to be put, in the universe. They they've already won. I don't care. You can put Nicole in the universe, not Ian. That's fair. Give Ian to jury at the minimum. Yes. I could, Nicole could go home next week for me. What? Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll get there. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Kevin, part four. <laughs> Y'all keep it up. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, th- this is valid because this is actual, like, strategy talk to try to get him to stay in the game, right? He goes to Cody and is offering him any type of safety that he can. He tells Cody that if I do win the safety suite, you will become my plus one. He also says, if I do win HOH, I'm not going to nominate you. That is more than what Keisha is doing at this point in time. Yes, but also Kevin's doing too much at this time. So would you rather have too much or nothing? That's the question. Fair. But at the same time, you have to have something in your back pocket. And this is where it, this is where it crossed over for me with Kevin, because Mm -hmm. he's having this dialogue. And if I remember correctly, everything you said is true about like what he offered in Mm -hmm. terms of like trying, like if you keep me, this is what you get. But that stuff came after uh, some of that stuff came after Cody was like, 
okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm with that. Like, Cody was already on board, and it was already clear that Cody wanted to keep um, Kevin. But then mm-hmm. we, we turn and see, okay, you got, you know, okay, I will work with you. And I think maybe one of those other things, like, I will work with you. I will never put you up. Cody goes, all right, cool. True. And then Kevin adds on. True. And if I get the plus one, then you my plus one. And if I get this, then you got that. And whichever way you want me to vote. When I'm HOH, whoever you want me to put up, I'll put up. He's throwing all this extra in, and you don't have to. You literally just, I want to work with you. All right, cool, boom. That's Could have been that simple. Could have been. Because now he's indebted to Cody, and his, his word is on the line, and these All-Stars are playing so such a smart game, each and every one of them, that you, you don't have room for error. But then at the same time, you say uh, it's your word on the line. Everybody making words with everybody at this point. <laughs> so I honestly True. cannot wait to see the fallout of all these fake ass alliances. I can't wait. Because <laughs> it's, it's already overdue, but I cannot wait to see but it watch all. Watch it not even be that deep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hope. Okay. <laughs> you deserve. Yes. Okay. <laughs> But um, speaking of more more alliances, <laughs> alliances <laughs> that will actually name that alliance. alliance. <laughs> <laughs> but alliances that will actually stick. When we talk about an alliance that will actually stick to the very end, what are we gonna Come talk on. about? Some what black black girl, girl magic, magic. baby. Yes. <laughs> And you know, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where you, as us, we would just mm-hmm. assume that, you know, nothing needs to be said. We know what it is. But right. it's nice to, you know, just have that moment of, I'm going to acknowledge you, you acknowledge me. We good, final two, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice to have it unspoken, but it's also sometimes nice to hear it. Because listen, the movement. The, the the movement. The people. The only thing I wished, and uh-huh. granted, let me let me say this. I, I do love, love, love that the Black Girl Magic moment was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important because, again, how many times, well, what did we say, two, three times we've had more than one Black person, Black woman on a show specifically? One, two, three, four. There's... Because I, I remember saying four, but there was a fifth one I missed because I forgot about the online season. But so oh, right. <laughs> but like that, so that power is so important to have, and that that unity is so important to have. I wanted there to be, and maybe we'll get it eventually. I wanted there to be a follow up moment of like, and where's David? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get it. I'm hoping he, we'll get he's low-key in lost puppy mode. A little bit, yeah. Um, but I will say that I, I appreciated that so much. Because I was like, in, you know, in these first couple episodes, the, because there's so many people to follow, you tend to follow the people that, is, that are mostly like in the hot seat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I wasn't seeing a lot of David, I was like, all right, cool, he's good. That yeah, means we, we'll be we seeing him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if ain't nobody worried about him, then he do what he need to do. The lay low. Right. Um, but he need to be getting in some of these alliances. But you you did say lay low. 
right? I did. Um, <laughs> so I hate it already. Uh, Nicole F and Ian. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally in the bathroom, right? They're like, just like looking to see if anybody is coming. Not talking about anything at all. And then all of a sudden, you see Enzo's ass. Here he come. Just peep in the corner, like, <laughs> like heads to the side and then coming back, like. What y'all doing over there? <laughs> Brandon, he didn't say nothing. He just, like, saw it, acknowledged, and kept it moving. But all of a sudden, just that, they, they've been talking. They got some yep, going Them feet got the shuffling. He went right upstairs. Like, Cody, uh, your girl, your girl Nicole, you know about Ian? Okay. Right. Just so you know. Very, mm. Which I love the way he he uh, he said it, too. He was like, did Nicole tell you she's working with Ian? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like she just told like, him. Wait, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I'm like, like, damn, like you smart because you write, but also mm-hmm. like they weren't even talking that time. <laughs> but that's all you need to do. All you need to do is see it once, and you can start putting it, you know, putting it, putting it all together. Even if you don't see it. Even if you don't see it, but again, that's because we got to remember. So this is, this is all stars. Nobody, with the exception of David, because, damn, yep. nobody is coming in day one in the house. Everybody, for everybody, this is, you know, day, you know, everybody's starting at day 60 minimum. Not literally in terms of, like, when they got ev- ev- evicted, I saw your the gears <laughs> in your head start spinning. Don't, you don't have to do that math. I, I'm giving you that, that reprieve. You don't have Thank to do you. the math. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, like, no, this is nobody's first rodeo except David, because I don't even think he really got to play the game. Because even in camp comeback, you're just kind of sitting there. You're just there. You're not really playing. But to his credit, like, out of everyone in camp comeback, he was the one peeping what was going on. Yes. Whereas some yes. people who were in the game didn't notice a damn thing that was happening. Fair. So I will give him that, but that's about it. But I say all that to say, like, even still, so even if, even if we give him that credit, nobody is coming in totally fresh in this game. Right. Everybody is hit to everybody's game to some degree. Mm-hmm. Even if I, you don't know my personal game, you know my, kind, my style of game. You know, okay, he's, he's doing it. Okay, he's trying to make this happen, trying to make these moves. So you can come in, intercept, weave, and to Enzo's credit, like, even if they weren't talking in that moment, you can put two into, okay, two winners were just kind of looking sketchy by themselves in this room. If we weren't already worried about that, we need to be worried about that. Mm-hmm. So he does consider uh, Ian as a possible target with Cody. Understandable. Which I don't want it. Door. I don't want it, but understandable. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But when it comes to the veto meeting, Enzo decides to keep the nominations the same to prevent Cody from making any more enemies week one. Yeah. So respect. You're looking out for your boy instead of being selfish. For now. For now. 
I mean, you don't have the power to nominate who the replacement is as well. Yeah, but he, he knows that if he would have pulled somebody off, he knew who Cody was going to put up. Did he? Yeah. He did. Okay. <laughs> I'll let it rock. But anyways, we are on to eviction night. Mm-hmm. First eviction of the season, either Keisha or Kevin. Um, here's the issue, though. Nobody's talking about who they want to go home. <laughs> Nobody. Everyone is dancing around the the damn subject of trying to like put a name out there. So you know what they decide to do? Make more alliances. <laughs> Here we, we are need- for <laughs> our third round of Name That Alliance. Mm, uh, mm, mm. <laughs> we, we, this is, goes back to uh, a big philosophy I shared um, at the beginning of our first season of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the, my issue with people talking about the house and what the house wants as if the house is a voting party when in, in actuality, the, the house is a sum of the people in it and their yeah. desires. So people are timid about making decisions on the, around what the house wants to do and going against the house when really you just need to figure out what you want to do and tell people you know, and like, or manipulate people to do that. I will say in this case, it seems more like people literally just don't know what to do. And that's because Cody has made a conscious effort of, like, not really putting anybody's names out there to sort of protect himself. Mm -hmm. Even though he knows who he wants to to go home, he wants the house to come to that decision themselves instead of, like, with his input. So (sighs) you got to do what you got to do. Like I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with these alliances, um, we see another official alliance being made. Because again, we have a name. Cody. Cody again. And Memphis. As two runners up. Yeah, this was the the um, the runner-up members of the... Uh, Brigade and the Hitmen, right? Mm-hmm. Which they have deemed uh, the commission. Which I was like, okay. It just, it's, it's a cool name. I'll give him that. It's a cool name. It, it, it is. Very straight, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's, it's, very, uh, it's very 90s... Um, like extreme, like the commission. You know what I mean? It kind of had that kind of energy. <laughs> I didn't get that <laughs> at all, but okay. Like, um, you know what it sounded like? Is The commission, especially with the members in it, it's kind of like, do you remember that really, really wild uh, commercial from the 90s, mind you, for that ice cream? That was like, it, they had like this Clancy, uh, uh, Clancy, this fancy classical music playing 
and you would see the it would be vanilla ice cream and they would like layer in like chocolate. Um, it was uh, Viennetta, Viennetta ice cream. Was that what it was? It was I, yeah, I think that was what it was called, Viennetta. And it was like, I remember as a kid, I was like, I will never in my life be able to afford that ice cream. I will never <laughs> be able to eat that ice cream. Thinking it was like this upscale $200 ice cream, but probably it was, you know, maybe $10 to $12 right. for a box of six or something. But <laughs> I still was like looking at it like, wow, this is a fancy thing. And it wasn't really that fancy. That's how I feel about the commission. Oh, that's where that was going. All right, yes. moving on. Um, <laughs> woo, uh, here we go they again. Are the Viennetta of alliances. <laughs> if you say that again, you're probably gonna have to remind me who you're talking about, and I'll just be like, okay, moving on. Okay. Uh, we're we're back at it again with uh, your boy Tyler. The apology tour. Uh, Tyler, oh, very good at that. Uh, Tyler is trying to clear the air with Bailey because, as one would remember, um, bl- Bloody Mouthgate uh, 20, <laughs> where Bailey just went off mm-hmm. on Tyler, justifiably. Yes. They do understand that in a house of people that you don't really know, you kind of have to go for what you know. So we see them sort of make, see, I I don't know how they are like together, like outside of the game. So it could just be like a thing that we just never knew about, but Mm -hmm. they, do understand that people at this point still think that they don't really like each other and that they want to sort of keep that going. So I get it, but also Bailey, you're like number eight, number nine on that list. So (laughs) 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 of people that Tyler are working with. So just, I hope she keeps that in mind. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like it needs to, it doesn't need to be hate necessarily, but there should be a sense of indifference between them. Mm-hmm. Because if it if it's hate, then that's going to be an assumed, you know, plus one on whoever, whoever else Tyler's working with and whoever else you're working with. They're going to assume, oh, well, you hate him. So yeah, we're just going to put him up. Or I didn't feel like I had to talk to you because I know you hate him. That kind of energy. I see. Um, and at the same time, if it gets out that y'all have made up, then there could be fear that y'all would start working actively working together. So then y'all have got a target on your back there. Mm-hmm. So indifference is the key to be like, you know what? It was what it was. And I'm just trying to move on. Like right. that, I think that is how you have to toe that line. But to have people continue to think that y'all hate each other, I think is more dangerous than helpful, especially mm-hmm. knowing that's how I got 5011 alliances. Speaking of 5011 alliances, we're going to add one more. <laughs> well, we, well, really, we're going to add a couple more. Um, Nicole A. Mm-hmm. And Kevin. I see it, but it won't work. It definitely will not work. Um, Where's the power in your alliance? 
and I should say, excuse, let me clarify. Where's the physical strength in your alliance? Fair. All right. Moving on. <laughs> um, we're going back to Cody of Memphis. What, what you call it? Vianetta? Yes. The, the, the Vianetta Commission. Um, <laughs> Memphis comes up with this idea of sort of creating like a network for this alliance. No, no, as, no. As if it's a giant game of telephone, pretty much, so that people are never seen in the same room together for long periods of time. This so includes, let me let me okay. Hold on, I got you. This includes Tyler, Danny, which she's been laying real low this week. Props to her, um, Nicole yes. F. Nicole F. Again. And Christmas, how do you feel about this six? How do you feel about this strategy? Um, okay, so let me, I'm gonna ask you a question mm-hmm. and answer honestly. Okay. What was the point of playing the game telephone? Like as a kid, do you ever remember playing telephone? Did you ever play? I did occasionally, not very often. Okay, um, do you remember like there's a lesson in the game of telephone? Yeah, that people mix up shit. Yes. <laughs> so why in a game where you need to be absolutely clear on targets, on votes, on like motives and focus, why would you opt into a setup where people have room to get it wrong? The premise I don't buy. I'm, I'm just not with it. That being said, on to the concept. Having two tiers in an alliance, yes. Um, the issue is with, like, you, in, in your limited view, you're seeing it as, okay, there's two tiers. There's the two of us, and then there's the, everybody else. But you got to remember, everybody else is going to start to pair off, and it's going to be the two of them or the three of them and everybody else. And it's going to be, you know, the other two and everybody else. So instead of having tiers, you really have uh, like a three-dimensional structure where there are points on the outside and the core is everybody, but you're trying to figure out which way you're going to branch out. Mm-hmm. And that structure, I don't think, works. It'll be messy. It's going to be very messy. And I can't now, wait to watch it crumble. <laughs> As for the people in it, uh, the only people I enjoy right now, mm-hmm. um, I just, well, I feel bad for Cody because I feel like his game would be a little different if he wasn't HOH. Because I think a lot of, st- a lot of power is, being, is uh, being skated his way, floated his way mm-hmm. uh, because he's HOH right now and he is a good player. But everybody here is a good player in some right. Right. But um, so I still I like Cody, I like Christmas, I like Danny, I like the last two because we ain't seen much of them this whole week, which is how you're supposed to do it. Period. You mind your business, you pay attention, then you make your moves in silence. In silence. Um, <laughs> speaking of more moves in silence, here's a foursome you probably would not have expected to come together. Here we go. We already know Cody Enzo. Boom. Yep. Davon and Bailey. Boom. Mm-hmm. The four of them together. 
which okay so we got black girl magic which mm-hmm. i guess can't be an official group name because that's already yes, a okay. thing yes it can it did is. we get a black girl magic hashtag though we didn't get a root hashtag or a commission hashtag okay good so yes <laughs> then in that case then i'm on board with it um so yeah we got black girl magic and we have the root so do we now have the black root is that what this is i'll see myself out thank you so much for your time you um (laughs) this i like three of the four pieces of this puzzle and that's cool we can keep moving on from there dave actually real quick because davon does acknowledge cody and enzo will be a shield for them if anyone got to go between the four of them, the guys are going to go first. First, so true. But um, which wise, yeah. But moving on, um, we finally get somebody to actually say a name of who mm-hmm. they want to target. Uh, Christmas said that Keisha. But that was based on the fact that Christmas's uh, ideology is you send, you keep the person in the house you can beat. You send home the threat, yes. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So Christmas is looking at Keisha, Christmas is looking at Kevin, and she's like, okay, between these two, I could beat, I could beat Keisha easy. Yeah. So let's keep Keisha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, well, at least somebody's saying something. Somebody. But it seems like it, all it took was that one person for everybody mm-hmm. now to start expressing their opinions. So now people, oh, we want Keisha to say, oh, we want Kevin to say, oh, you know, we could be Keisha, but Kevin will be a better ally, yada, yada, yada. So it's like, at this point, we really don't know where the house is going to go. I was expecting like some sort of a split down the middle. Um, everybody had been playing too cautious for, I think, a split to really, we'd have known by the end of Wednesday night if a split was coming. You think so? But the fact that, I think so, but the fact that nobody was talking about going either way, nah, it was, people were just figuring out which way, again, quote unquote, the house Mm -hmm. wanted to vote. Yeah, but... Now it is time for the vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, a couple of quick shout-outs. So many moments. So just, many moments. Just a couple. Um, Keisha, I wish all of you, well, I wish most of you. Most of you. <laughs> the best of luck. <laughs> Love it. Um, David gets to vote, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so weird to think, like, David had never cast a vote to evict ever. At all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Davon and Bailey with the orange and green dream. Mm -hmm. Davon with the Breonna Taylor. Yes, justice for Breonna Taylor. Moments. Love them. Moments to live for. But, um, oh, go ahead. Something I thought about. Well, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting to, we, we mentioned some of the moments during the votes. Um, 
it just worked out that literally everyone uh-huh. votes to evict the same person, which is opposite what Christmas said initially, which was keep Keisha. They all vote to evict Keisha. And 13 to zero, bro. 13 to zero. You know what thought crossed my mind? And I, I kind of, I had to play it out in my, my, in my head. Um, I got as far as like week four with how it could have landed. Mm-hmm. But um, somebody should have thrown a vote yep. for Keisha. And we know who it should have been. Who was you about to say? Memphis. Memphis and Keisha came from the same season, season 10. Memphis was the reason that uh, Keisha was out of the house. So it's like coming in, you knew she was going home. You could have at least, in my opinion, at least just given her one vote to show that, you know, I respect you. We've been cool after all these years. I don't even know if they are cool, but that's another thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, something so that she didn't go out like that. But who are you going to say? Um, I don't, I didn't have a person in mind, but I would say somebody, maybe one of the quote unquote smaller fish, I know it's all stars, but somebody needed to sow a seed of chaos by throwing a rogue vote for Keisha to make the house wonder who voted, who's out here still wanting to keep Keisha. And even if, even if it was 12-1, we at least would still know, okay, so my, who, was it Janelle or was it Kaser? Probably not Kaser, must have been Janelle, just to keep the heat off of you for anybody else, just to guarantee that Janelle is a target for next week if she don't win, or Janelle isn't going to suss out, you know, whoever, whatever. But that I think for sure there should have been a rogue vote just to shake the house up, because again, a unanimous vote week one, I don't like it. And funny thing, you say that, you know who I thought about who might have done it? Who's that? Enzo. Ooh, mm, mm, mm. I, I, I thought about it. I did. He plays, that's not his game. I would have loved it. That's not his game, though. So, Keisha's going home. And this was a, a weird one as well, because... The normally it's like okay, grab your bags, you know, come to the and come outside. And this time, Julie has to like mention, okay, you're gonna come out. You will social distance, wear your mask, sit over there. I will be social distance away from you. And that that whole like farewell moment just felt off. I think one there was that awkwardness of everybody or most everybody being kind to Keisha. Um, knowing that they all voted to evict Keisha and then going into her going outside, that was jarring for me as a viewer to like, she opens the door and it's just quiet. (laughs) Dead silence. And like, you can see all these emotions like coming out and Julie can't do anything but just like watch the poor girl. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I felt so bad for her in that moment. Yeah. Cause I like, I think I've just also like from a, I've had the Pavlovian, you know, effect of, okay, that, that door opens up and there's a lot of cheering and support and, and, you know, and love for that person who just got evicted. And it just, it, it hit so different 
with Keisha and no studio audience. I feel like you even heard the door close like, behind her. Did we? Oh, maybe. Either way, it, yeah. Poor, poor thing. Poor, poor thing. Um, and then they got to get ready for the HOH competition, which I, I have this, um, this like love-hate relationship with HOH competitions in that if I watch a competition happen on Thursday night, I want to know who won Thursday night. Period. Period. <laughs> so I'm always nervous every week of like, okay, who out of, okay. Am I going to know? Am I going to go to sleep tonight knowing who won? Mm-hmm. And thankfully when I saw the setup, I was like, okay, good. I'll know. Yeah. You'll know. Um, the setup, it was um, basically they were going to answer questions about videos, at-home videos, from a Big Brother watch party. And they show these clips of these random, random-ass characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same guy, though. I was, I was happy for him. He's yeah, the guy who's he like goes in the house from different competitions and he like berates somebody or he like is a big baby or you know it's the the same like comedic actor that they've been getting. Right, we should look him up. See, we should look him and see who he is. Give him some recognition at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe have him on a show. We'll see. I don't know about all that, but okay. Um, <laughs> uh, at the end of uh, seven questions, they're all true or false. Whoever is still remaining after seven wins the competition. And it appears that uh, Memphis knows a little something, something, has a little memory. He is the new head of household for the first mm-hmm. time ever. Which was also weird. It's like, how? But good on him. Um, I, so knowing that Memphis is itch, and I'm, I was so upset as well. Real quick, I just because it was Davon was almost about to be HOH, and then she got that question wrong. Like Davon and Bailey, and Bailey, Mm, mm, yeah. And it literally came. It was them and Tyler, wasn't it, or somebody else? It was Tyler, but we don't care about Tyler. Moving on, we don't. But the, the fact that there were four, it was four people left. And the three of them said the same wrong answer, and Memphis got the answer right. I was like, I think there was, ah, it was one so more. Close. I think there was one more. Was there? Yeah. Like, I, I remember someone being on, like, the top row with Memphis. I don't remember who, because it didn't matter. But Sorry to that man. <laughs> that man or that woman, <laughs> we have no idea. But... um. um so now we've got Memphis, HOH. What are you feeling? I'm feeling no type of way. He can do anything okay. and everything because at this point, he really only has shown elite, like actual allegiance to Cody. So anyone's up for grabs. Yeah. Uh, um, so who knows what he's going to go for? But that's not, not what I'm interested in right now. Um, I'm curious as to mm-hmm. that, um, that little send off that julie chen had for us right the very pbs i was not mad at it um what she called the golden rule she's like you know as she was like signing off she was like and remember the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you 
I'm Julie Chen Moonves. Good night. I was like, what? <laughs> and that can mean many a things. Could it be in relation to something that's going to happen this week? Is Keisha going to get... That's where, that's where my, my head first went. Is Keisha going to have a say in something in some way? Probably not, but that's like just... You're heavy you know, in the game. Okay, period. I see it. <laughs> but then also, is it just like an ode to like what's going on in the world right now? That's the vibe I got. Julie and these, I, I, <laughs> these cryptic ass messages uh, <laughs> but I enjoy it I enjoy it yes okay it's that so time. that's our week uh, which means and since we are back to our kind of quote unquote regularly scheduled programming uh, for any newcomers of this season um, and a reminder for the uh, any returning people uh, we, at the end of these episodes, uh, which is the end of a week, we share our house guest of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I, I don't know the specific math, but I, I want to say that we had the same house guest of the week more times than not uh, last season. I want to say so too. And uh, our choices, they can be based on anything and everything that's going on in the house. It could be based on competition wins. It could be based on their social game. It could be just because we like them. Yes. It's our choice, not yours. So So for the first one, do we want to say individually or try to see if we pick the same person? Uh, It's still early. I don't want to, I'd say let's not see if we pick the same person this week. We'll save it. All right, you want to go first? Do you, um, I will go first, yes. Uh, my house guest of this week is Kaser. Um, surprise, surprise. Wait. Who's yours? Okay. <laughs> okay. We should have said it at the same time. Great. Cool. <laughs> I felt it in my spirit. Go ahead. <laughs> um... <laughs> I very my runner up was David because he he just sat still and didn't do nothing, and that's a big big learn from last year, where he got up and said a lot and went home first. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kaser uh, is my house guest of the week this week because he was able to successfully navigate clocking a conversation with an HOH that mm-hmm. was ready to go left, seeing oh I'm not safe at all. Let me ensure my safety the only way I know how. Uh, went in for that safety suite, new comp, got Period. the win, secured the victory for his, you know, alliance, like, not even alliance, because they haven't officially said, there's no official name. Um, right. But, <laughs> but also, like, I feel like they're from an era before people was, like, doing names as much as people do names now. Absolutely. They're, like, a long guard. time ago. Yeah. So for him and for, for him to pull out that win, secure his safety, secure his partner's safety, um, and honestly just sit down from there. Also to in, incite that conversation around uh, the state of the world, the state of America, 
Um, and to talk about having a four-year-old and not wanting that four-year-old to see, um, to, to, to live in this world, to, to try to envision and construct a better world for them. That, oh, and then didn't he have a, he said something. Oh my goodness, what did he say? About what? Uh, Kaser, when he was having that conversation with Devon. And he said, I wrote it down. Um, yes. Where is it? So it was about your voice. He said, people shout because you never listen in the first place. You got to get to a point where you can hear their whispers. Thank y'all for listening to the Brothers Alliance. We are <laughs> like, I'm ready to sign off there. <laughs> Period. Um, you said it all. I have nothing else Did to I add. Really? <laughs> I have nothing else to add. In case no one caught that, uh, Kaser was also my Hoskiss of the week. So, um, yeah, you, there you, are you weeks. All the words. I don't know. <laughs> there are weeks we we pick different people. Apparently, they're rare. Apparently, we'll we'll see. But I mean, we're starting off on the right foot, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> yes. And I mean, how could we be the Brothers Alliance and not celebrate the person who's here looking out for the brothers? Period. Brothers. There you go. <laughs> um, does that wrap it? Are we done? Um, that wraps it. Yeah, we we talked about the week. We talked about our house guests of the week. Um, any speculation for who Memphis might put up? I mean, I, I know we said it's a, a wild card, um, given that he's aligned with Cody. But you just had a hot take, real quick. Two people. Who you think? Uh, at this point, I would say. Either maybe mm-hmm. see, I feel I feel like he would go for anybody who tries to go for the safety sweep this week. I feel like out of anybody, he would be the person to go for like a like a Ian or maybe like a Tyler something. Well, no, that's a lie because they have their <laughs> telephone. Yeah, let me take that off my list. <laughs> Um, They're in the telephone alliance. Yeah, so I I feel like he he might go for for Ian, as much as I don't want to put that into the universe. I feel like if anybody were to, it would be Memphis. But my my first initial thought would be, depending on who goes for the safety suite this week, those are the people he's going to try and go for. Whoever yeah. doesn't win. I get that. I'm going to say he's going to go for Kevin and Nicole A. Yikes. I don't have a whole lot to go off of, but that's just me shooting in the dark. That's true. Okay. Now, I think that actually wraps it. (laughs) Yes. So, once again, thank you for listening to the Brothers Alliance podcast. I am still Vaughn. Where can I reach out to you, Vaughn? How can I talk to you? Um, y'all can find us. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at uh, bbbrothersalliance at gmail.com. Or, Jamel, if they wanted to send us something on Instagram, what would they do? Uh, go search bar. Type in the Brothers Alliance. 
all one word, no periods, no underscores, no dashes, none of that. Amazing. Um, and yeah, and let us know what your speculations are, who you think is gonna, you know, pull out these wins. Um, we love to, we would love to engage with y'all. So yeah, hit us up. Yep, until then, we will see you next week and uh, justice for Breonna Taylor. Yes. Thank you.